Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, tea sippers. So welcome to another episode. And I have a special guest with me today. I have Jeanne is in the building and we're going to go ahead and just talk about a few topics here. Say what's up to the people, Jeanne. Hey, everybody. How are you guys all doing today? Interesting topics. No, definitely. Now, I know me and you and a few other people, we've been talking about the whole John McAfee situation. It came up, what, two days ago that he was found dead in his prison cell. And mm-hmm. he's had a very, very interesting background. You know, everything from inventing the antivirus software. He's had a very colorful life, him running from the US government, him marrying an ex-prostitute who's a black mm-hmm. woman. Um, mm-hmm. And then him, you know, moving to Belize and having all these underage girls in and out of his villa and all this craziness. And then his uh, his neighbor being mysteriously killed. Yeah. He's just had a lot of just crazy stuff attached to him. So yeah. what did you think about when you first heard about everything that was going on with John um, McAfee? I wasn't personally, I wasn't surprised. And I and I can say that because I knew as someone who's kind of somewhat followed him, like not in depth, but knew that he led a very eccentric life. I always had viewed him as someone who really was hyper intelligent and was so intelligent. Those those in you know his eccentrism and his drug use and all of the paranoia which is probably well-footed, all kind of came together and all these events eventually spiraled into where, you know, we are today talking about his death in the Spanish prison, you know? You know, the whole suicide thing that he supposedly committed suicide in prison, you know, I found it interesting because it's like, okay, so another millionaire slash billionaire, you know, mysteriously kills himself. Mm-hmm. But the difference between, and it kind of was similar to Epstein, right? That's like the vibe I got when it first came out. But the difference between him and Epstein is that John um, McAfee was super, super adamant that he would never kill himself in prison. And so much so that he even ended up getting a tattoo on his arm. He had posted it, um, I want to say maybe like, yeah, in 2019, he had posted it. Mm -hmm. And basically it's, it's dollar sign whacked. Mm -hmm. And that whole thing was him telling people um, when he wrote on the Twitter message, he says, getting messages from the U.S. officials saying, in effect, we're coming for you, McAfee. We're going to kill yourself. I got a tattoo just in case if I suicide myself. I didn't. I was whacked. Check my right arm. And he wrote that in 2019 and he got the tattoo. And he's always been very adamant that. If he dies in prison, it was a conspiracy. He was killed. He didn't just kill himself. So do you feel like, you know, like there's any merit to what he's saying that, you know, he was killed in prison? I, not That message wasn't subtle. Uh, subtle. <laughs> yeah, right. be, that message was not subtle. You know, I when I went to kind of look at his story you know, from various places, because I'm not necessarily one who will just pull information from one source. Um, I knew that he had gone to belief 
and was in Central America. Um, I didn't know what he was doing. Um, and then I had started finding out information of things that happened between, you know, 2018, which was at the time of the mortgage back, you know, crisis in the United States, and then eventually became global, right? Mm-hmm. And that period of time, him apparently allegedly faking poverty, feigning poverty to go to Latin America to leave the secret life where, you know, he has one piece of an island where he's chilling with apparently this harem allegedly sounds very Jeffy Epstein, doesn't it? In the interior of the part of the country, he sets up this apparent lab. Like he's gone full pinky in the brain at this point. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. What did you do to, who did you piss off? And allegedly there's, he's talking in this video and I, I sent it to you where, you know, he's talking about, man, they might come get me. I'm, I'm trying to duck and dodge. I do believe he pissed off the wrong people. I believe that he spoke too much and I very much could believe that he didn't commit suicide. I'm not going to sit here. I wasn't there, but his life, the way it was led, it just for him to die like that. Eyebrows raised, like, nah, uh uh-uh. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. So I want to go ahead and play the video. Um, It's two videos that are just like really disturbing. And he's basically explaining um, to Vice about how Hillary Clinton has blocked his entry into the U.S. Mm -hmm. embassy and how he feels like the Clintons are trying to kill him as an act of revenge. I mean, it's crazy. He even talked about donating his laptops to government you know, secretaries that was loaded with all types of spyware and all types of crazy political tea. So let's go ahead and listen to him talk about that. Okay. When I went on to run in Belize, I had friends in the U.S. Embassy in Belize. I knew I was coming down. I'm not stupid. I had arranged with the head of security. I was going to come in. He said, sir, we have it from the highest authority. We are not to allow you entry into the U.S. Embassy. Understand me. Who was the highest authority in the State Department? Hillary Clinton. I'm an American citizen with a f***ing American passport. I'm sorry. I'm not wanted in America. I've got no crimes in America. Is it not a reason to say, I don't think I'm going to vote for you? And yet you're here now. For a month and a half, I was on the run. The reason that the government wanted to collect me was that after they had raided my property in 2012 in the jungle, shot my dog, abused me, destroyed a half million dollars worth of my property over a bogus charge, I was pissed off. And so I I donated uh, to many secretaries within the government laptop computers, really nice ones, that were preloaded with viral spyware. Within a week, the entire government computer system was in, under my control. I was watching, monitoring, listening. I was looking for information that they had set me up for that raid. I didn't find that. I did find out that the Minister of National Defense was the largest drug trafficker in all of Central America. And the Minister of Immigration, the largest human trafficker. We don't want to get killed by them either, so we're probably not going to that. That's fine. That's fine. Very interesting. She said, I want to die. I don't want to die. Let's, let's move on, sir, because this is too deep. That I, I've been around long enough to know when to shut it down. That's what yeah. she said. Yeah, they were definitely reading in between the lines like, okay, we didn't come here for all this extra tea. We're mm-hmm. not going to pull into this. So that was very creepy, the ending and Ooh, how he said yeah. that. And then there was another interview where he goes in again and he's talking about the government as well. So I'm going to go ahead and play that really quick. Okay. The deep state 
is a conspiracy theory of, of uh, it's defined as the people within the U.S. government and military who are in secret control of government policy. <laughs> secret? <laughs> Please, people. The deep state is those people within the U.S. government that are career employees that cannot be fired by people that we elect by the Congress or the President. Um, there are the FCC, the, uh, the CIA, the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, the IRS. Are these people in control? Can they enact laws? Fuck yes. They're called regulations for Every law that Congress passes, and we elect Congress to pass our laws, there are 20 regulations enacted by federal agencies that have far more impact on our lives than anything Congress can possibly pass. Uh, is there a deep state? Yes. Uh, can we fire these people? No. Can presidents fire them? No. <laughs> it, it's designed that way so that political parties and political interests cannot affect the deep state. Do you understand the nightmare of our situation, people? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's not secret. It's as open as anything could be. In the past, since 1975... 200,000 regulations have been passed by our federal agencies, uh, encompassing 800,000 pages of fine print uh, people. It is no secret. It is as open as it can be. The deep state does control America. Wake up, people, please. God, use some common fucking sense. Thank you. You guys just heard both of those audios and those were filmed like I believe last year, the year before. And so basically what the news report saying that McAfee was found dead just hours after a Spanish court approved his extradition to the U.S. to face charges for failing to file taxes from 2014 to 2018. And he had been looking at possibly life in prison, which is insane because this was a man that was a certified billionaire mm -hmm. and he became a billionaire from being an entrepreneur. He was developing, you know, he had developed software. Uh, he was a security software inventor. He was also involved in cryptocurrency. And I feel like because of his knowledge with the IT systems and security and antivirus that he could have possibly had potential hacking you know what I'm saying, um, abilities and things like that, that maybe the government also feared. Because if you think about it, he invented this software. So mm -hmm. what he's not able to tap in to certain databases, you know, and mm -hmm. hold them for ransom and do things like that. I just believe like his death is, there's definitely more to it than him just being depressed and, you know, suiciding himself. Now no. his father had also committed suicide as well. Right. So or even saying was that, you know, genetic, you know, has he been genetically dispositioned to commit suicide? Maybe, but I think it's deeper. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, look, like, let's not sit here and pretend like, 
oh, we're going to ignore the fact that his father committed suicide and he could be predisposed for that. Yes, we understand that trauma is genetically embedded. Like, mm-hmm. that's been proven, right? Okay, fine. Yes, let's put that on the table. But let's also look at what little bit we do know, you know, because we are not going to be able to peel this banana in this conversation because it is so many layers. Like, you know, he he fakes broke after the mortgage-backed crisis in 2018 and then the upcoming global uh, recession in 2009 flees to Central America where his money is long, creates a lab. He creates a lab. And this is the thing that that I think was really interesting that I found out. He is trying to make plant-based antibiotics. Mm. Where are you, sir? Where are you? What were you doing? Really? That's innovative. Now, I, you know, it's, I've done some ethnography around the world. I've been to 30 countries. And one thing I have known is stories where certain people just disappear and die whenever they come up that because, and this is not my tin hat tingling, I just know what I know. And it's like, even like you said, he's trying to create these plant-based, um, you know, medications to help heal the world. And even that part of it kind of reminds me of the whole Dr. Sebi situation. It was in Honduras. So, but it's just very interesting too, that these people have the funds and, and have the, the knowledge to create things like this that could help heal the world. And we know one of the most corrupt systems is the pharmaceutical industry. So today's sponsor comes from betterhelp.com. Are there certain things that are interfering with your happiness? Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp is here to assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. You can speak to them in a safe and comfortable environment and everything will be confidential. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you can get 10% off your very first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash sip slow. That is my code to get the 10% off. Over 1 million people are taking charge of their mental health by talking to licensed professional counselors who specialize in a variety of things, everything from depression to stress, anxiety, relationship issues, sleeping, trauma, and much more. So once again, if you are looking for some type of mental health support, make sure you go on to betterhelp.com slash sip slow to get 10% off today. Mm-hmm. So that's another rabbit hole to travel down too. You it know, really it, is. Because he was on the brink of discovering, you know, maybe just throwing it out there, care for cancer or care for diabetes or something where people don't have to take medication the rest of their lives. Yeah. Who knows, T? And that because when I found when I came into that information and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, I dug really deep and I know I don't. You know, mm-hmm. I can just say, hey, I found this and I found it quite interesting. It's something that if, you know, when, you know, the time allows, I'm going to look more into it because I know that this rabbit hole goes deep. This man didn't just you know, hang himself in a, in a prison. And he said, you know, I've seen tweets. I did like, I'm like, well, dad, when I heard he died the other day, I'm like, let me run to Twitter and see if there was anything of interest in the, any of his tweets. And I'm just like, yeah, like, and then his wife, and then he's, you know, this on the run, he won't pay his taxes. He's hacked into man. Yeah. They're going to kill him. Of course. That's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to make the movie and who's going to play Mac? Mick Affy. <laughs> Who's going to play Mick Affy? 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out because he was ready, you know, working on like different short films and things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, with his life story. So, you know, Hollywood is going to jump on this. But another thing that I do find very interesting is that his wife is also speaking out. She did an interview yesterday mm -hmm. um, and she's basically saying that she's not buying it either that she refuses to believe that this was just a suicide. So I want to go ahead and play stuff from her words. His wife is Janice McAfee. So y'all go ahead and listen to what she had to say. I blame the U.S. authorities for this tragedy. Because of these politically motivated charges against him, my husband is now dead. His last words to me were, I love you and I will call you in the evening. He did not deserve to die in a filthy prison like a caged animal. We had a plan. He had hope that things would work out, you know. We knew that there would be an uphill battle to continue to fight this situation. But he's a fighter. He's always a fighter. And anybody that knows John, that knows him even a little bit, knows that about him. He would never quit this way. He would never take his life in this way. From what they said, he was an exemplary prisoner, of course. You know, he wasn't a troublemaker. Um, he had a lot of friends here. They called him Papa America. <laughs> um, and he always said they looked after him. You know, they, the prisoners sort of felt um, very protective of him, you know, in a grandfatherly way. I didn't believe he did this. And, and I will get answers. I want answers of how this was able to happen. Everything. Um, he was just so loving. He had a big heart. And he just loved people. And he just wanted to... He just wanted to have peace in his life. And my prayer is that his soul has found the peace in death that he could not find in life. All right, so you guys just heard Janet McAfee speak on, you know, the quote unquote death of her um, husband. Now, what I find very interesting, we were talking about this before the show. Um, there is a tweet going around and a lot of people are talking about this. And even the Daily Mail is covering it. Um, mm -hmm. If you guys don't know, um, it was stated that there was a cryptic that there was a cryptic tweet allegedly posted by um, John um, earlier this month. And basically it says, if anything happens to me, the files are on the hard drive in my condo north of Miami Beach. Conspiracy theorists claim that John uh, McAfee tweeted this, that he was storing a bunch of uh, storing a secret stash of government data in the building. Well, now what building just collapsed? Oh, girl, no. 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 Miami. In I Miami. saw that. I saw that, but I was like, nah. I saw a tweet where somebody was like, oh, you know, he owned a apartment. And I'm like, okay, y'all are really reaching. It's only two days. This man's soul hasn't even transcended. Damn. Okay, so, so really? The person who put out that tweet was a woman named Nikki Curris, K-R-I-S. And she says, John McAfee owned a unit at the building that collapsed. The address of the building was 8777 Collins Avenue South. Here's the tweet that he put out on June 8, 2021. And that was the tweet that I just read you. 
And then people are showing that building collapsed. I've so, seen that. I and everybody's you know, like. But something ain't cleaning the buttermilk, sis. No, you done blew my wig back because. <laughs> wow. So really, there is some merit to that. I saw that and I kind of put it on the bookshelf. You know, I kind of gave you that vibe. I, I I put it on the bookshelf. I wasn't going to say, oh, and so, okay. Wow. Okay. Now, what they are saying is this. That, that's just what the rumblings are. So we don't want to spread misinformation. We ain't. But now the Daily Mail is saying that they, um, you know, I guess they contacted the building owners or something. And okay. they're saying that they're unable to find records for a condo under McAfee's name in the Champlain Towers that collapsed. But again, when you're a billionaire, you're not going to put stuff under your name like that. You know, you got, you got people, you know, he had money. He could say, hey, you know, Lisa Jackson, put this under your name and hold on to these files. Right. You know, so it, it, everything's not necessarily going to be just under his name. That'd be like saying Bill Gates has like a townhome in such and such. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff for mm. you know, business names, other people's names. So that way you can't track them down because they do fear for their security and safety. Right. So <sighs> it's, it's, it's very interesting. You know, and some people are saying that. It wasn't a real tweet, you know, so there's all types of like just different conspiracies going on. But it's it's a big enough conspiracy to where the Daily Mail and other mainstream outlets are looking into it. Now, can I just go down that rabbit hole for just a minute? Mm -hmm. <laughs> just yeah. a minute, because I'm thinking about <laughs> I'm so terrible. But and I, you know, and I, I definitely shed a tear for those people because I remember waking. I was up late night. When that story started coming over the wires and I couldn't believe what I saw, I was like, you know what, you know, and, you know, me and your personal conversations, you know, I've always talked about infrastructure, like United States infrastructure, such like what's going on. Mm -hmm. And to see that late night, early morning when that happened, I, I was, I, I peered because I'm like, Lord, the people. But one of the things that I do remember noticing was the reporting on it and this flash of blue light. Um, that they talk about happening and the tunneling or the work that was going on adjacent to the building um, and, you know, all these different things. And again, you know, the, the rabbit hole can go so much deeper, but I do remember them holding mute on talking about how many people were actually in the building unaccounted for. And I remember them leading off with all of these people from Guatemala and Greece. And I was just like, oh, and some Israelis and some other things. So, I mean, there could be something there potentially, but we don't have enough to say. But it does make me wonder why they promoted the story the way they promoted it. And then this happens. It makes you raise your eyebrow. It definitely does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, and one thing about the internet is that, you know, they are quick to put together a conspiracy and try and tie mm -hmm. that. You know, and a lot of it is just sorting through it and just trying to figure it out. But, you know, even some people are saying that the tweet wasn't real. They can't find it on his feed, but that he also may have deleted it, you know, or Twitter could have deleted it. We, they've been known to do, a, you know, less. So mm -hmm. and if they didn't remove it quickly. So we don't know. But it is very interesting if that is a real tweet that yeah. that will happen around the same time with this building collapsing. And they were even saying with that building that there was a lot of um, 
things going on with the structure that they just were not looking into. They were not fixing. They were not updating. And right. a lot of this infrastructure in this country is crumbling, you know, which is just really scary um, because especially now that so many people are vacationing and getting out the house um, and getting Airbnbs. Because when we stayed in our Airbnb in Miami, the first one we stayed in for a day and then I got me and my kids the hell up out of there because right. it was so old and raggedy and run down. But that's not what they show you on the Airbnb. They show you the best, you know, the highlight. Reel. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And then when you get there, it's like, what the hell is this shit? You know, and we left and before we left and I was talking to the um, the parking lot attendant, real cool black chick. Me and her mm-hmm. had stuck up a conversation. She said, girl, don't even feel bad. She said, nobody stays what they come for Airbnb, nobody stays in these apartments one more than one night. Because you know you don't want to walk in and leave because you're tired. You've been on the plane all day. Right. Like everybody ends up leaving within 24 to 48 hours. So that's what they're doing. Instead of them finding the money to rebuild and fix things up, they're just Airbnb and all these old ass high rises. So I really wasn't shocked when I found out that that bridge collapsed because it could have been the building that we stayed at because that's how shitty that shit was. That makes so much sense. I mean, it just all cycles back to so many different things, right? <laughs> you know, it just really cycles back. But I, I do believe that we're at a point, you know, again, let's talk about infrastructure for just a second and come back around to the story. How Biden came out with his bipartisan group and his gaggle, you know, on the White House lawn. Talking about they had to come up with a deal, you know, and that happened the same day that that a uh, uh, building collapse had happened that I didn't miss me at all, you know? So, and then the same day that the DC bridge pedestrian bridge collapsed, I think it had collapsed just a few hours before this gaggle in the white house lawn with um, Collins and Murkowski and Kristen cinema and the rest of these, you know, non-working people that are, you know, doing nothing, but getting paid six figures, you know, <laughs> that are in, in our Senate. You know, we could talk about that, too. Um, but we ain't. Um, I, I think that, to be honest with you, we are in some pre- we we are in a historical moment. There's so much happening around us. And I don't think people are paying attention. And one thing McAfee did say in that last video you played, he's like, come on, people. Are you, are you fucking <laughs> have some goddamn common sense? Pay attention. Everything he said in the last part of that video was so real. And that's why I could believe that they offered. Absolutely, because he was talking too much sense. Crazy, eccentric, you know, could have been a murder. Absolutely. But at the same time, what he said in that video was not a lie. And I do feel, feel bad for his wife. I do really believe they loved each other. Yeah. I do. I've seen the videos. I do believe that they truly did love each other. And my condolences to her and his family. But and he's done some good, but he's also done some bad, too. People got to, you know, call a spade a spade. Exactly. Yeah, there's definitely been, you know, a lot of good and bad points with him. I would never yeah. him like as like hero status and, you know, he's all knowing, all innocent. No, he's definitely done his dirt as well. Mm-hmm. You no, know, especially with like the underage girls and, and things oh. like that. And he's never, you know, actually been ashamed to admit that. So right. I can say that, you know, I can see where he's definitely had a lot of issues, you know, in his life. Right. But it's very interesting, though, to just watch like how everything has played out. And then the fact that he's, 
you know, denounce a lot of this stuff. Like, you know, if I end up dead, I did not kill myself. Right. And then that's how he ends up. You know, so I think this is going to be one for the record books. People will be talking about his death and the different conspiracies surrounding him, you know, till the end of time. And maybe that's what he wanted. Maybe that's why he put that out there. So that way he can still be talked about in death. You know, we'll, we'll never know like the whole full story. But um, I just find it very interesting that these these different cast of characters that have come to play in the past, you know, three to five years. The story ain't over, I think, though, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I, he's got 47 kids, T. You know, he, I mean, I do believe yeah, he was. That's what he said. He has 47 children. The story is not over, T. Oh, no. To oh. be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if just for shits and giggles, you T. But no, um, he has 47 children. And the fact is, is that. Again, I think he went full pinky in the brain. Um, very diabolical, mad scientist, if you were. And you don't think that he probably has some dauphin for those who don't speak French. That means prince that he probably raised up and taught what he knew because he knew his days was numbered. He was bouncing all over the world. You know, he went from, you know, Guatemala, you know, to the Dominican Republic, to London by yacht. And then ended up going into Lithuania, living in a tin, tin foil tent. Like somebody knows his secrets. This story ain't over. No. Yeah, they're gonna be talking about this for a long, long time. Yeah. But yeah. I definitely want to go ahead and also segue into another viral story that everybody has been talking about is the whole Nick Cannon debacle. <laughs> Him and all these kids he keeps having, all these baby mamas. And, you know, the thing, like I've said before with Nick Cannon, that's just really, that's really disturbing is the excuses made for him that are not made for other, you know, men in his position. Okay. He has money. Don't get me wrong. He's not a billionaire, but he definitely has money. But it's very funny that, you know, his situation is almost being excused. People are finding every reason from, Oh, he's against anti-abortion because, you know, his mom was a teen mom. She didn't know the father that long. And imagine if she would have aborted him to him also using his illness as an excuse. People found an old interview that he did with Howard Stern um, back, I believe, in like 2019, 2018-ish. And in that interview, he was speaking about how, you know, he wants to have a bunch of kids because he's sick. And, you know, um, he wants to leave his legacy. So I'm going to go ahead and play that clip really quick here. Okay. You experience near-death situations, yes. uh, life-threatening situations. I, it's honest. It's real. I feel like, yo, I'm running out of time when every time I think I'm doing good, then I got to go back to hospital. And it's like, I almost died this time, but the blood clots. And I'm fair. I welcome it. I got to a space now where it's like, that's just, it's probably going to have, I'm probably going to die sooner than most people. And I, and because my, I mean that's what that's what the doctor said. But I'm living life like no. What did the like, doctor might die in the morning? So all night. Like, like what did the, yeah, right? Well, then, now you got a point. Why wear condoms tomorrow? All right. So you just heard that. Now that that's a lot to take in, but I want to also read this comment because I said, like I said, people are just really excusing this behavior. Mm -hmm. He says, if he wants to be fruitful, he can. He can take care of them and got them. Mind y'all's business. Y'all are mad at them broke baby daddies who being fruitful and do nothing. 
this ain't that. See, the problem with that type of thinking to me is the fact that you think money makes you a father or makes you the new term that folks love to use, high value man. Oh, is that what they doing now? That's the new term, I guess. Oh, well, thank you for telling me. I didn't know. Yeah, but my thing is just because somebody has money does not mean that they should just be fruitful and multiplying. Because at the end of the day, it takes more than money to raise a child. The only people benefiting from this this ratchet-ass situationship really are the women and Nick Cannon because he's just getting a limited amount of, of pussy and fucking up people's pH balances. And they, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they know that he has money to take care of them and keep them kept. But the children are going to be the ones to suffer because one man cannot spread themselves that thin. See, it's cute and it's funny when you're taking maternity pics for the gram, but it's not going to be so cute and funny when three to four years from now, when that child has a PTA meeting, a dance recital, a Come basketball game, and he can't attend because another child across the country has the same thing that he has to determine. And remember, all these kids are born in the span of four months, in the span of a year. So Girl. four kids. So all these kids are going to be the same age, in the same grade. How can you split yourself between all these different women, different households, with kids who are going to be the same age and the same grade? People are not looking at the big picture. They're looking at it because he has money. He can take care of them financially. Kids don't give a shit about a bag. Only gold diggers and, you know, some women care so much about a bag. Kids don't care. They want to be in their father's lives. They want to be around their dads all the time. And I just think this is sad. Like he's his own, you know, bootleg modern day version of Father Abraham. Stop, stop. Yeah, I remember that damn song. Father Abraham had many sons and many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them. Okay. Don't have me bring you back to Sunday school class. Girl, the biblical, the <laughs> biblical of it all, girl. He is, girl, go down, Moses, go down to Egypt land. You know, tell Sarah to let my people go. Head no, out. Nick Cannon, we see you. Um, just like John McAfee, you may have money mm-hmm. and you may be eccentric and you may want to spread your illegitimate seed, but even Islam limits how many women you have. I'm going to need you to do it right if you're going to do it right. Now, that's my excuse for him for right now. But it's like you have seven children. I know he's going to make it a complete eight because here's the twinning energy. And I think I mentioned we talked about this, too. Like he's got four baby mamas and he got two with all of them. So we got two with Mariah twins and he's got two with the other girl. Mm-hmm. And then he's got. Did I say that right? Yeah, two with the other girl, two with this girl. Now he got one with this other chick, allegedly. So uh, so two sets of twins and then two kids. Like, girl. But again, like you had said, because they have a particular hue. They're wow. not they're not being trampled upon by social media. It's cute. Mm-hmm. But I bet you if. We were one of his baby mamas because, girl, you know, we the son has kissed us a few extra times, girl. It would be dragging us to death. Right. We'd be a rat, black women, gold workers. You know, you can even see the difference between how people talk about Eliza Rain, Future's dark skin. She's the only dark skin baby's mother versus 
Joy and the other ones. That exactly. You know, they've all, they're all in the same boat. Goofy ass women who came and thought that they coochie was going to be different and somehow he was going to wipe them up and he didn't. And he, he's in the same situation because these are supposedly quote unquote bad chicks, bad bitches. They're pretty, they're racially ambiguous. They don't get that same title of just, y'all just want to be, y'all just want to be big mamas. Right. You know, like somehow right. this is supposed to be cute because, you know, they're pretty and he has money. And like you said, John McAfee has what you say 47 kids or some shit That's like that. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's not cute either. I take care of all of them. He said it's hard, but I talked to all of them. I take care of all of them. Okay, well, you financially take care of them. Okay, great. You talk to all of them, but like you said, where's the parent teacher conferences? Where's mm -hmm. the first bike rides and the first the diaper changes and the burps and the bottles and the the, the daddy and all of those moments that you you that you experience with a child, so you can bond with your child. You can't do that, and money don't make it. Right, it helps. Oh, trust. Mm -hmm. It helps. Yes, it does. But you know, as a mom, I definitely can value the 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 necessity of a two parent household. Exactly, and that's the thing that's sad is because he tries to come off like he's so woke and pro black family, right. but yet and still. You're not creating a pro-black family. You're creating a multiracial family. And, you know, that's his business. But you're right. not even creating a family unit. I wouldn't give a damn if he had 15 kids. But why not have 15 kids by one woman? Why not have 15 kids by your wife? If we want to go there, if you want to create such a big family, why not pick one of these women and wipe them up and y'all just have a big family together? And why we just sit back and laugh at you while you do it because you got the money to do it. Right. You love the woman. You're doing things, I guess, the right way. We can sit back and marvel at it because ain't none of us going to do it. But good luck to you, sir, and her womb. Yeah. But it's like, why is that not an option? I would respect that if he's saying, well, I'm going to die soon and I feel a certain type of way. I would and too. I want to spread my seed, but why not spread it to your wife? Why exactly. not spread it to, you know, to one or maybe even two baby mothers? Why have so many kids back to back by different women in the span of a year? And remember when little Wayne was out here popping babies? Oh, girl. He had a baby by Lauren London and Nivea in the same, um, in the same year. You mm -hmm. know, people clout down. People went in on Lil Wayne. People talk so much stuff about Lil Wayne, but it's very funny how Nick Cannon doesn't get the same amount of smoke. And what right. Nick Cannon needs to understand is that, like I always say, there's power in the tongue. And mm -hmm. in the tongue, you speak life or death. And when you're saying, I'm going to die anyways, and the doctors are saying this, and I welcome death, it's not even about your disease going to take you out. It's going to be the words that you are speaking. You're talking about not using condoms. And who knows that these women are getting tested before being intimate with him? You know what I'm saying? I mean, who knows, man? I would hope he's at least testing them since he's raw dogging them. But Ooh. if you're living recklessly like that, you're at this point, death isn't chasing you, sir. You're chasing death. Ew. See, you know what? Let me just say this. And I jokingly said this to you the other day. Penis is the poor girl's dick because, like, I'm not about to just have just anything running up in me and, like you say, pH balances and cavities and everything else. I believe in holistic living. And um, no, <laughs> there is no way. Like, have some self-respect. Now, if you're going to do what you do, no shade, no, no judgment here, really. I'm not one to judge. But I'm just like, if I'm if I want to live a healthy life and I want to, you know, make sure 
that my, you know, uterus doesn't fall out. You know, why am I going to sit here and just let somebody who just constantly running up in all of these chicks just because he got money to impregnate me so I can just have me a little cash cow? No, like, come on, have some self-respect, ladies. Like, it's more than money. But then it goes right back to money, too, right? It's, it's sad. It really, I'm disappointed in Nick Cannon because I, I had so much hope for Nick Cannon. If I feel like after Mariah, it was just all downhill. No shade. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's just like, especially with the stuff that he preaches, because when he started wearing the turban and becoming more quote unquote woke, I mean, he was, you know, at some point he was saying some pretty decent real shit. But to me, this logic doesn't make any sense. So because you feel like you're dying, you're creating more fatherless, you know, black households or whatever you want to call it, mixed households. That's not that's not legacy to me. It's you're not. creating bullshit and you're just you're out here looking like a bed bug. It's like, you have to know, I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. They love to call women bed winches, but he's out here, you know, looking like a bed bug. Bed bug. You're just basically out here just spreading your seed willy nilly, you know, and and it's really sad because at the end of the day, it should be about the kids. And just because you can afford to take care of children does not mean anything. It's, it's way deeper than cutting a check. Kids don't care about wearing the latest Gucci and Balenciaga and, you know, having the latest this and that. Especially when kids are young, they want that connection with that parent. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if you're talking about male children, they yeah. want to be with their fathers. They want to learn from their fathers. And how can I learn from you when, you know, on Wednesday, you got to be with this child and Thursday, you got to be with that child. And, you know, or you can, you know, yeah, he has money. He could fly all the kids in at once. But between his schedule, because let's not act like he's just sitting at home. He's a busy man. You know, he's about to start his own talk show. You know, he has a lot of different endeavors going on. Right. So how thin can he stretch himself? And when you're sick like that, you know, one, you got to think about your health first and foremost, because if your health goes out the window and you're in the hospital, you're mm. not good to anybody. You're not good to your your job. You're you know, you bring in an income, these kids and things like that. So my thing is he should put his health first and make mm. sure he's alive for the kids that are here. The ones who are going to need them, not creating a bunch of new kids. It just doesn't make sense to me. I agree with you on that. That and it goes and it always goes so much deeper. And I think that we always just look at the facade, the allure, the accoutrement, like, oh, I want to look nice, I want to live good, I want to be be, you know, whatever, liked, shared, you know, admired. When you peel all the layers back, you still have to raise these kids. You still have to teach them how to function in this society that we're in and it's ever changing. Like there's so many other more important things here than just to get the bag. And yeah, I want to be comfortable too. Absolutely. Like I get it. The concept is not new, mm -hmm. but Nick Cannon, I'm disappointed in you. And I'm going to keep saying this to anybody who will listen. I remember when Nick Cannon was talking about how, oh, I'm going to sit here. I'm tired of how black faces are not, you know, expressed historically accurately. And I'm going to put together a production company and I'm going to tell history the way it needs to be told. He said this several years ago. I was like, yay, hands in the air. Um, and then what do I see? Nothing. You're coming to Chicago to do a talk show to talk about what? Mm -hmm. They still own you? Okay. Is that was that the arrangement? Well, yeah, because I remember we were supposed to be doing the Dr. Sebi documentary, and there was a trailer that came out, but I don't recall the movie. I don't know if the movie yes. ever came out. 
Unless I, don't I remember missed, that either. I, I forgot about Dr. Sebi. Sorry about that. Yeah, that was a big you dig too. And what happened? Right. You know, was he supposed like, to do that with old boy that died, Nipsey Hussle? No, Nipsey name? Hussle was the one. He was initially doing it, but then when he died, Nick Cannon said that he would take it over and he would, you know, finish where Nipsey Hussle started. Okay. He's going to continue the marathon. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's just kind of sad that this is the legacy that he's leaving behind because mm-hmm. for so long, you know, Nick Cannon was pretty safe. He was funny. He was really cool, down to earth. Then he got married to Mariah. Okay, but one thing Nick Cannon has always been known for is Nick Cannon be pulling bad bitches like he just does. He's been with some of the most beautiful women in the industry. But I always find it very disturbing when people hit like, you know, uh, late 30s going into their 40s and they start having these weird midlife crises. Like I could even probably stomach this if he was younger, like NBA young boy. In his 20s, just, you know, out here just breeding and having all types of kids. Because when you're younger, sometimes yeah. you're responsible. The girls are more irresponsible. But these are grown people in their late 30s, early 40s, you know, just behaving like a bunch of, you know, weirdos. Just out here just popping out babies with somebody. I don't even see how as a woman you're comfortable with the man that you're about to have a child with, having a child with somebody else on the way. Because he's honest with all these women. So that's why I have to hold the women accountable too, not just Nick. Oh, of course. He's not running game and saying, oh, you're the only one baby and I love you and I just want you to have my baby. He's telling them, well, you know, my second baby mama is pregnant. She's about to have the baby in a few months. Uh, I got this DJ, De La Rosa. She's pregnant. She's going to have a baby, you know, six months from now. Do you want to have my child? And they're just like, yeah, okay, knock me up. It's just strange. <laughs> I mean, so is is Nick Cannon suffering from the same ailment that Carmelo Anthony is suffering from? Possibly. I mean, because some of those elements sound familiar to me, you know, um, in the respect that Nick Cannon, you know, waited a while, you know, past what we would say is, you know, prime age in certain communities to have children. Um, he waited a while. You know, and he he did it, you know, what we would think would be the right way. He he got married. He had children. And then after that, he just went off the damn rails. I mean, Carmelo Anthony as well. As far as I know, he doesn't have any children before Lala. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess he did it the right way. And then after that, he went off the rails. Like, hmm, what's going on, gentlemen? What's, what's up? You know, do better. You guys, you you know, people look at you guys. And I mean, who was to say, oh, you know, you shouldn't live the way that you should live. But when you sit out here and tell your your audience, you know, that they should do certain things and then you turn around and live a way that's not the same vein that you were just speaking. We do have a right to have a, a way to raise our eyebrows and challenge you on your behavior. Yeah. And that's another thing that I have an issue with, too, because he does have a platform. He has a big audience and he has a lot of young men, black men, especially who look up to him and listen to him. And when you're sitting on Howard Stern and saying, I don't use condoms for what? Hmm. And we know that HIV and STIs are super high in the black community, especially in places like Atlanta and things like that. So you're making it cool and telling young boys like, you know, why wear condoms for what? You know what I'm saying? And it, and it's kind of sad because we live in a day and age where people should be safe or people always safe. Of course not. You know, things happen. But the fact that you're promoting that is sad. 
you know, because again, these young boys see that and they think that that's the way to go. And they think that, you know, it's okay for them to be out here just breeding and having kids with any and everybody because they have a pain and it works. Right. Exactly. It's more than that. And I remember when that guy, I remember the guy that came out a few years ago from Tennessee, the guy who had 21 kids. Oh. And he ended up going on Ayanna Van Zant. And I remember I did a video on him. This was way before he even went on Ayanna. I did a video on him like back in like 2010 mm-hmm. um, because it first hit the news that this man who had 21 kids was being, uh, you know, summons to court because the baby's mothers were upset. They weren't getting enough child support. One of the baby's mothers only got 21 cents a month. Huh, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, 21 cents because the man was working like a part-time minimum wage job. But it's like as women, how do you line up to be baby's mother number 18, 19, 20? Like it just doesn't make sense. Like I think only two of the kids had the same mom. Everybody else was like one right after another. And you know, I remember that went viral and people were clowning and laughing. And I get it. There's a difference between a broke dude out here, you know, having all these kids versus somebody with money. But it doesn't matter because it still it still leads to the same thing. I remember that story went viral, and then they ended up bringing him to bringing him onto Ayanna Van Zant like years later. But and that's the same thing she was saying. Like, yeah, okay, fine. Even if you do have the money, it's not the same because you're not the ones up doing the diaper changes, the late night feedings, everything mm-hmm. on that mother. And it should be a shared responsibility because y'all y'all had no problem sharing the bed when y'all was you know bumping and grinding. But now that the baby's here, now it's on her and I'll just come and visit when I get time. Yeah. And it's 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 more than that. And I hope that. But, you know, that that goes to a deeper, darker place, too. You know, like where did that practice come from? Where did that behavior come from? Mm-hmm. Pop up out of nowhere. That was conditioned behavior. And unfortunately, I know we don't have the time to get into where that came from. I think we all know. And, you know, it's sad that we continue to repeat historical, you know, negative behaviors and expect that we're going to get a different response. Mm-hmm. Like if you baby mama numbers, you know, some on down the line, that's history repeating itself. Step out of line and say no. You know, um, but we have a tendency to make those mistakes. And, you know, I don't understand why, but I think all of it kind of all comes from one place, mental illness. It has to be. That you can't tell me that that's regular, rational thought on anybody's Nick Cannon, baby mamas, or the 18 poll ones. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. You know, and, and that's the part problem. Like, you know, you have, like I said, people just excusing this behavior and it's just chopped down to, well, he has money. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. And no, it does matter when you're trying to put yourself on the pedestal as a role model and a voice for the black community. And, you know, it's it's just it's it's insane. Because like I said, it's one thing to have several different children because you were in a relationship with these women and it didn't work out. So now you're with the new woman for a few years and then y'all have a child. That's not even his case. He's not in a relationship with any of these women. Mm -hmm. He's just basically getting them pregnant. They're having his kids, you know, back to back. And the thing is, if you're so ready for death and, and this and that, that's fine. But what about these children that you're leaving out here who are going to eventually be fatherless. And granted, everybody's right. gonna die. I mean, death is not an anomaly just for Nick. Everybody's gonna die eventually. But do you wanna, you know, leave 20 kids out here fatherless or you know, three? It's a big difference. That's and and that, these are the things. And it and I don't think 
many of us, we all live for the right now. And I don't think that we do consider he, you know, he invoked the word legacy. And yeah, that's an important word, but let's not misuse that too. you know, understand what that truly means. And, you know, quantity and quality, there's differentiation there, you know, <laughs> keep it limited. Um, but, you know, he's got the money at the end of the day, he's going to do what he wants to do. I do think it's just, I didn't know that he was telling people, you know, oh, I don't wear condoms. Like, obviously you don't. <laughs> but you ain't gotta, you know, make it seem like it's strategic. Don't make it seem like you willy nilly, because then, you know, you you sound stupid. Right. But yes, it's very interesting. You know, like I said, just the the hypocrisy. Like even somebody in the shade room comments is saying he has money and definitely a life insurance policy. Shoot all the clubs up that you want to. Who are we to judge his lifestyle? But Ooh. y'all have that same energy when it's future, because there be there they be black men dragging future too. You know, do y'all have the same energy when it's Fetty Wap and oh he got you know uh, that hood rat Masika pregnant or that hood rat right. <laughs> like a regular black chick? You know, it's just a hood rat who was a gold digger trying to get pregnant by Fetty. You know, and and all these jokes about the baby's mother, but he definitely does not get the same energy mm. as all these other rappers because he's not the only one. I mean, there's rappers out here who got more kids than Nick Cannon, but I just noticed his treatment is very different. And again, it just shows you the hypocrisy of social media that if you're somebody who's light or who's more seen as like a square and and things like that then they'll find every excuse for the same behavior that you're doing as people that they see as ratchet or hood or you know. Or, you know, just people that they don't like. Right. Not feeling, you know, so right. it's like we can drag future because we're not feeling him or we can drag Freddie Watt because we're not feeling him. But with Nick, it's like, oh, no, he's sick. Oh, you know, he's going through a lot. Oh, he's a you know, he's a good dad. Well, yeah. Mo from what I've heard, um, NBA Youngboy is a good dad. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard too many of his baby's mothers say anything bad like you know he's busy but he takes care of his kids financially there's even a child that was his he thought was his and it came back that it wasn't but because he'd been raising that boy since he was you know before he even blew up he still claims him and takes care of him financially you know what i'm saying yeah. so i'll never take that away from men who are there taking care of their kids but it still doesn't excuse the behavior and especially when you have them by different women who don't get along who don't live in the same states then these kids are not even being raised as siblings and that part is, you know, is kind of, is kind of bad as well because, yeah, granted, the father can go and get all his, you know, Father Abraham's sons and daughters and keep them for the weekend. <laughs> right. But when they separate, they're not seeing each other as siblings. They're not growing up with each other in the same household and and things like that. No, not at all. And it's sad because it's not okay. But you know what's fascinating too, and I was sitting here thinking while you were talking about how. Um, you know, all of these babies and, you know, how we've been comparing him to other people in, in media and in industry. But I do find it fascinating how the PR will spins because look how we are sitting here talking, which is, a, is a, a fair conversation to have, you know, about how he's sitting up here having all these babies. It's like, dude, calm down. But weren't we just talking about how he had just let, you know, was being dragged by the Jewish community a few months ago for the commentary that he had made. Um, so my question is, are you doing this? Are you really doing this for legacy? Or is this a PR stunt because now your new talk show is coming on and you want to kind of like what's what's really going on? Right. 
Because even the white media is talking about this situation. That's what I'm saying. That's what made me think when you were sitting here saying that. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. What is all this really about? And then I'm like, wait a minute. What about the whole religious you dig a few months ago? Mm hmm. You know, exactly. Is this. I don't know, girl. I just the way I put piece things together may seem a little bit askew for some. But I just find it fascinating that, you know, we got all of these babies here, you know, and then you now you got this talk show. I didn't. And I and I just happened to see it. I'm like, a talk show coming. Really? (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting to see how this plays out and to see, you know, these women and because, you know, everything is cool now with the maternity shoots. And I'm part of his, you know, his little group of, you know, Pregnancy Bay Mama. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be very interesting, you know, years from now to see if they continue getting along, if it ends up being drama, or if the baby mama start beefing, or if they start running to go get child support. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. it's all fun now, but what's going to happen a few years from now when child support is hitting him forcibly? Can And, and maybe, uh, uh, hey, maybe that's why he is doing the talk show thing. Because now... <laughs> Got to pay jobs. That could be it too. Maybe that's the uh, that's it. You know, maybe that's the rationale. Oh, I got these kids. Let me go into syndication so I can continue to get a check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mean I don't know. I don't know if that works that way, but you know, um, it just doesn't make any sense. Nick Cannon, I'm so disappointed in you. I am. Yeah, it's a trip. Well, on that note, we've been on here for an hour. This has been an amazing podcast. So I definitely thank you for coming on. I think we had a lot of good points with the whole John um, McAfee situation and, you know, Nick Cannon and just, you know, just a lot of the things that are going on right now. It's a lot in the news cycle. And so it's both situations, actually, you know, not only Nick Cannon, but definitely John. It's going to be interesting to see what more comes out of this. Oh, yeah, because, you know, it is a both of them. These stories are the type of stories that continue to live. You'll be definitely <laughs> reporting on these again. <laughs> but I do thank you for having me, though. Definitely. So thank you so much for coming on. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered. I appreciate you guys. And we will talk to y'all later. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.